Well, Father, we just thank you tonight for your presence. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your, your greatness. Thank you for your amazing Holy Spirit. Lord, we just uh, yield ourselves to you tonight. Thank you for doing a good work in us and through us. Thank you for the lives of those present, that they all shall partake of the goodness of God. And Lord, all that you are and all that you're doing, we thank you. Thank you, Lord, <laughs> for, for doing great things in our midst tonight. Thank you, Lord, that you're here. Thank you, Lord, that you are here. We give you all the glory. Hallelujah. All the praise. Thank you, Lord. Well, the Lord is good. Amen. God's in a good mood. <laughs> good news. <laughs> Amen. Wouldn't you hate to get around the Lord if he was kind of grumpy? <laughs> You don't want to be around really strong, powerful people when they're in a bad mood. Thank God he's a happy God. If you've got your Bible tonight, go to 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Thank you, Lord. What a good God, good God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Let's look over down here in verse 17. 317. It says, Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. I think we need to read that again. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Let's read it again and think about it while we do. <laughs> it's the Word of God. The Word of God. Let's think about it as we read. Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You understand liberty is freedom. Right? Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. What's that contrary to? Bondage. Bondage. Uh, The Lord doesn't want anyone... Of us to be in bondage to anything. Amen. Not in bondage. Nothing holds us. Nothing keeps us. Nothing restricts us. But we live a life of freedom. That's one of the things that being saved is all about. It's about living a free life. If someone has a view of God. Or a view of serving the Lord. Or of Christianity that differs from that. It's wrong. If someone thinks about serving the Lord and their idea is, well, if I serve the Lord fully or if I, you know, take the plunge, I I jump completely and I give him my my everything, my all my thoughts and my plans and, and, and my agenda 
man, that could be very restricting. <laughs> that, that seems like such a, I don't know, I would miss out on so much. Well, that's, that's incorrect thinking, all right? Uh, and, and the enemy loves to tell people that. Why? Keeps them out of the deep end, man. Huh? They're wading around in little stuff all their Christian life, and they get they splash and getting their getting their knee maybe their knees wet, but they never understand what it's like to fully walk with God. They don't understand what it's really like to wade out, <laughs> to get out there in the deep where I tell you what He overwhelms you. Amen. And and if not too many people even understand or can relate to being overwhelmed by God you know what that means is most of us don't then even have a living example of what it looks like so we can't even comprehend I believe there are things in God that the majority of us we haven't even gone there in our minds yet there he's able to do some things he's wanting us to live in a certain place at a certain level but we're in the kiddie pool. And no matter how, you can splash around in there. And don't get me wrong, the water is good in the kiddie pool. <laughs> it's the real stuff. It's the same stuff that's way out there. We're not getting mini God or kitty God. Here's one God. And however much of Him we are walking in or we are experiencing in our lives, it is the real thing. But let us not think that even if we've been splashing around and, you know, for many years, that that's all there is. There is the possibility of going deep. Of, there is the possibility of being overwhelmed in the glory of God. Oh, and how, he's, how His heart... Come on now. Oh, Lord. <laughs> wow. How his heart is for you to walk in that or swim in that if you want to stay with the analogy. Uh, sometimes we think, man, oh, I just I have a hunger for more of these. You don't know what kind of hunger there is on God's side for you. Amen. Amen. How many people are like Enoch of old? Who walk with God for 300 years and get so close that they just are gone. <laughs> they just, I'm out of here. And God takes them and very few, very few. But I believe there's a stir in the hearts of believers today, in this hour and even in our church. A stir that says, Lord, all of you, all of your presence and everything you know and all that you've got planned and everything you want to do, I want it. I'm hungry for it. And there's something about someone wanting something that God takes note of. When a person has a flippance, I don't really care attitude. When a person has a, you know, whatever kind of attitude. Uh, you know, I'll take it and leave it, take it or leave it. I'll just kind of go with the flow and just kind of, it's just kind of a, a casual mindset towards the things of God, almost like, yeah, I'll see that movie if I get time. If I don't, it's not that big a deal. And that's fine if you have that attitude towards a movie, right? Not fine if you have that attitude towards the things of God. Now, you'll still get the real deal, but it'll just be a little bit. 
I mean, as much as you want to give, I tell you what, the Lord is so merciful and kind. He's not going to be ticked off at you. He's going to bless you, and your feet are going to be nice. Cooled off in that, in that, in that, that move of the Spirit. <laughs> and sometimes we'll think, man, I, I wonder about myself sometimes. Because there are times when God moves, I'm thinking, man, that was great. I'm wondering sometimes, am I just up to here? <laughs> Know what I'm talking about? Uh, where I'm just like, wow, this is amazing. I have a feeling God could, you know, blow my mind. You know what I'm talking about? I have a feeling, well, I've got word on it, that he can do exceeding abundantly above all we could ever ask or what? Or think. That means it hadn't even entered our heads yet. That means we can't even ask for it. I mean, if it's beyond what we could ask, beyond what we could think, that means we don't know to ask for it. We, we, we don't know what it's like. But as we walk with him more and more, thank God he's got stuff planned for us. Planned for us. Amen. And I tell you what, he doesn't want any of us to be in bondage. Not even for a few minutes. <laughs> not even for a few moments. And say, what, what, what's, what's the key there? Again, the scripture said, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom and there is liberty. Now, we understand this, that, of course, from one standpoint, you could say, well, the Lord's everywhere. So I guess liberty's everywhere, right? Well, if, if that's what that meant, then you wouldn't need to say it. If it were just automatic, well, God's everywhere, so automatically there's freedom everywhere. You wouldn't need to say where he is, there is there must be some aspect of the Spirit of the Lord being somewhere in a different way. And when He is there in that way, there's absolutely no bondage. No bondage. I, I tell you what, some, of, some believers have become comfortable living in bondage. Be, partly because, you know, it's been there a long time. It's been there and, and maybe they've given effort in the past. And, you know, and, and if your heart and desire is to be free from something, you're commendable for, you know, pursuing it. Uh, but I tell you what, there are things that, that man, uh, men, you know, men, women, strive for and give a lot of work towards and study hard to get and do so many things. But in, a, in the presence of the Spirit of God, in an instant... What people work for years to do, all of a sudden they're free. All of a sudden. It's just like, it's, the, it, it's just gone. There's just freedom. Amen. There's just freedom. And that's what the Spirit of God wants for you. He, that's what He wants for us all. I believe we can wait out. Let's wait out a little bit tonight. What, what do we mean? <laughs> I mean, it, it, listen, what... I was listening to a person once years ago, and they were a supposed Greek expert, uh, and, and they said about this verse, and you can check it out and see if, if you a Greek guy or something, uh, if that's true, but they said what that really says, literally, is where the Spirit is Lord, there is liberty. And it always stood out in my mind, I've never forgotten that, where the Spirit, because that makes sense to me, you know. That seems to that seems to fit, because we know he. Where where is he? Well, he's everywhere. But where is he, Lord? 
Someone said, well, isn't it Jesus that's Lord? Well, there's not conflict within the Godhead. Jesus is Lord by His Spirit. You understand that Jesus doesn't actually live in your heart. Even if you asked Him to live in your heart. I mean, physically, Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father. All right? But, But He is in our hearts by His Spirit. The Holy Spirit has come to live in, in a, and abide and dwell in us. And, and so who's, who needs to be Lord in our lives? It's not wrong to say Jesus, but where the Spirit is Lord, there's freedom. What, what does that mean? Well, a Lord is a boss. A Lord is, the, is, is, is one who's got authority, one who's in charge. He calls the shots. What leads to absolute freedom in a person's life? When the Spirit is allowed and given the place to direct, to order your lives, to speak and be heard, to move and be yielded to, then He's Lord. Amen. How many understand one, one of the things the, that the Spirit of God does and what He endeavors to do in a believer's life is get in charge of your mouth. One of the, if he wants, if there, if he wants you to walk in freedom, he knows you need to listen to him. One of the things he wants to control in your life is your mouth. Amen. Why is it that when we get filled with the Spirit, we speak in other tongues? He wants to get involved with your mouth big time. And in the New Testament, the Lord said, I have got to do something about this. <laughs> I've got to get involved in their mouth. I'm going to give them a supernatural gift, a supernatural utterance where I can actually speak through them. I'm going to bypass their minds so they don't even know what they're saying, <laughs> just so I can get some good stuff in there. Because if I don't, if they start speaking out of their head all day long, they're going to be driving their lives into the pit. It's going to be bondage. Amen. You remember in, uh, uh, when, when Jesus was coming, and, and, uh, and uh, well, his cousin John, when his mother got pregnant, and you remember that whole story, how uh, uh, Zacharias had to be shut up for a while. Yes, remember that? Because uh, they were believing, and, and, and you know, for the, his wife was praying for a child, and, and, and anyway, the whole, the, the whole story, he was, uh, he was dumb or couldn't speak until the time that John was born then when he said his name is John his tongue was loosed well what's up with that why did why did that happen well because people's mouths mess up their lives when people say the wrong thing it hinders the plan of God amen watch out what you say I don't believe in that or uh, you know I, I, I would never do anything like that or I don't I, I don't agree with that Watch, don't be quick to say things like that. Are you listening? This is just just practical pastoral wisdom here, but I'm inspired to say it. All right. Don't be quick to say, I I don't agree with that, or I'll never do anything like that. Amen. Because the Spirit of God needs to have control of your mouth. If He wants to have control of your life, which leads to freedom, He can't have you talking opposite of Him. Amen. There's got to be agreement. Amen. Amen. So what does that have to do with, what, with us being, uh, being in, in liberty or in freedom? Well, here's one thing. Uh, 
the Spirit of the Lord may direct you to do at times things that you've never done before. He may lead or tell you to act a certain way and it's the very thing that makes you real uncomfortable. Okay, this is where, whose side are you on, yours or God's? <laughs> I mean, not that he's against you, he's not, but we've got to have abs- absolute yieldedness to the Spirit in order to have absolute freedom. To, to the degree that I resist when he prompts me to do something, to that degree I'll be in bondage. I'll, have, I'll be restricted in my life. But when I obey him, freedom comes. And so why is it important that I not be quick to say, I don't know about that? Well, simply because, one, you don't know everything. And all of us have been in a, you know, if you've walked with the Lord very long, you find out that it's an ongoing process. Well, He's teaching you and and, and schooling you. And one of the things we need to be schooled in and understand is the ways of the Spirit. You know, sometimes some people have come to a place in their lives where they understand some truths from the Word. They understand salvation. They understand their redemption. Uh, You know, they may understand um, Galatians 5 and the fruit of the Spirit and Christian character. And those are, oh, so tremendously important, so valuable. But how many understand that many people are ignorant of the ways of the Spirit? Say, which is more important? I'm not going to say either. Why put one up above another? Why should we say, oh, it's all about character? Because sometimes you see people, uh, these loose cannons, they got power but no character. Well, that's wrong. But I think it's wrong to have character and no power too. I, I mean, what a tragedy to have someone representing God. Yeah, and they're nice. They tell the truth. You know, they got some some fruit. Uh, of the spirit in their life but they have no power that's a misrepresentation of God just like telling a lie is just like someone having having wrong character and being unjust or unkind or unloving in some way that misrepresents him if we call ourselves a Christian but so does not having a move of the spirit because what happens well we can turn into letter of the law people yeah we got some behaviors down and there's nothing wrong with those behaviors. You ought to do those. You ought to live right. But is the Spirit Lord in your life? Is the Spirit of God, does He have a right to talk to you? Does He have a right to, to instruct you and to move in your life to where you actually listen and obey? And don't, you know, and we're not just a social Christian. What I mean, what I mean by that, I don't mean that's a negative. I mean, where we got some social behaviors down, but we're not a spirit-led person. Hmm. We're not. We don't live as if we're possessed by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You think about uh, possession in a negative sense. We usually do. You think, oh, someone's demon possessed, and of course, you know that's bad. <laughs> But what typically happens in someone who is demon-possessed, you can read stories about it in the Bible and, and, uh, and, and things happen today, uh, but what, typically when someone is demon-possessed, their behavior radically changes, doesn't it? I mean, they act un, 
unnatural. It's not normal. They act out. And there are some very bizarre things that happen in their lives when someone is actually demon-possessed. Okay, What I think is odd is if, is if a person can literally be demon-possessed. You know, like uh, the guy living in the tombs, the man of the Gadarenes. And he would cut himself and, and, and had supernatural strength even. And, uh, and it just weird stuff. And, and the others would go into, in, in the New Testament, they'd go into seizures and different things like that and flop around on the ground. And I'm thinking, if someone is demon-possessed and they cannot help but have an external display of something, how many understand where I'm going here? <laughs> it's like, if, the, if a demon could manipulate someone's life to such a degree that everyone around knows it. Hey, got a hitchhiker. <laughs> something going on there. There's, there's, there's something happening here that's just yikes. But yet, believers, Christians can go around saying all day long, I'm spirit-filled. <laughs> oh, you are? And you almost have to ask them to prove it. <laughs> That's kind of sad, isn't it? We're a spirit-filled church. No, really, we are. <laughs> no, you're not. Yeah, we are. Look at our doctrine. <laughs> Look and see this piece of paper. It says we believe in the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Tragic. Maybe we're not as full as we think we are. Maybe we've been playing in a kiddie pool too long. And, uh, you know, so we've got some good stuff, but it's just just way down there. Amen. I'm saying if the Spirit is really Lord in our lives, if we're really possessed by Him, we're really influenced by Him, it should show up. It should show up. It should make us do things and act certain ways. And sometimes... Sometimes when it comes to the living a spirit-filled, a spirit-led life, uh, it's going to be different than it was before. In other words, again, this, the Scripture said here, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty, or where the Spirit is Lord, there's freedom. When a person is in bondage, know this. That the Spirit of the Lord is in you to get you out of it. He loves you so much that He is absolutely leading you away from the bondage. Away from it. No doubt. God's kids are not all bound up and messed up and, you know, living in some type of bondage to something, and He's in them saying nothing. But He is constantly leading His children out of that so they can represent Him well. So they can be an accurate picture of who He is. Free, happy, of living in victory, living above and not beneath. So what does that mean? 
That means right now. Yay. If there are things going on in your life where you're in bondage, you understand this, that the Lord is even now leading you out. Leading you out. He's directing you out of that. That means He's talking to you. That means He'll prompt you at times. (laughs) Prompt you at times to do something. To act a certain way. Hmm? That, that, that means, and sometimes you won't even recognize that it's God because it's just a thought that popped in your mind. But that's where we're growing up and we're discerning and, and learning to follow that. But, but some of these things you've got to take a chance on. You can't wonder, you can't live your whole life on, I, I, I don't, just can't ever tell if it's God. Eventually you're going to have to find out. Huh? Well, I just really need to know. But how long have you been saying that? How long have you been saying, I just can't, I just can't ever, I can't really tell, I, I really want to know about this. If you've been saying that for five, five years, or for ten years, and, well, I'm just waiting until I really know. How can I really, I really got to know. He's not taking that long. <laughs> Amen. And so he's leading you. And he's prompting you. And sometimes it'll be, you need to hear this. You need to listen to this person. You need to read this scripture. And it comes another way. You need to get in a service where hands are being laid on the sick. You you, you need to, different things he'll say. Why? Because he loves you. And if you're in bondage, he doesn't want you there. It's not always, well, if he really wants me out of bondage, why don't he just do it? Come on now, that, don't use your understanding and exalt it above the knowledge of God. If you don't understand why something hasn't happened or why it isn't happening, listen, don't pass judgment and say, well, if God wanted to, then He would. That's foolish. Come on now. People make, make whole doctrines based upon what they don't know. Well, I don't know why it's not working, so it must be this. No, just stop it. I don't know why it's not working. Amen. And say, Lord, now teach me. Because He's leading you. If you don't get a dump load of answers and everything is, is fixed instantly at once, don't go there in your mind thinking, well, you know, I guess some people just have to learn to live with, live with what they've got. Or come up with some answer. We need to stop coming up with stuff. We need to stop inventing answers in our own mind. I've been tempted to do it. Because i got an active mind. I'm thinking, man, I'm strategizing. I'm thinking, why is this happening? Why isn't this happening? Why, you know, uh, and you know, again, thinking, just trying to come up with answers. But I realize a lot of times it is so nice when all of a sudden I have the answer. <laughs> you know, I got pages of thoughts. <laughs> thinking, 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 thinking. I don't mean don't think, but know the difference between figuring something out and trusting God to give it to you. And he'll drop an answer. And you'll wait and you'll stress and fuss and worry. And oh, what am I going to do and do and do. And then finally you get quiet. And you look to the Lord and boop. Oh. There it is. Amen. Listen, that'll, that may happen in here tonight to you. That may happen because it happens many different ways. But boop, just like that. 
Why? Because He loves you so much. He's leading you out. He's leading you into a place of freedom and victory and answers and just an overcoming life. Say, well, I'm not quite there. Then listen and pay attention. Let the Spirit be Lord in your life. And do not for a moment ever minimize anything that he says. Remember, uh, Solomon said how it's the, uh, the little foxes that spoil the vines. And uh, little things oftentimes erode at people's lives. It's the, it's the small issues. Now watch this. Sometimes the Spirit will prompt us to do different things. And sometimes we think, eh, that's a small thing. I mean, if he asked me to do something big, I'd be all over that. But, I mean, this, I don't know, does this really matter? And we just kind of let it slip. But here's the deal. What's he doing? Every time he becomes Lord in our lives, more freedom comes. So it doesn't even seem related. <laughs> Some things God will do and say don't make sense to the human mind. Talk about Naaman the leper. And he comes to the prophet. Naaman, remember, from Syria? Heard about the prophet in Israel? He thought the prophet, he was going to go to the prophet and the prophet was going to wave his hand and all his leprosy was going to be gone that's a good thought I mean I'd like it to happen that way every time but he but God didn't accommodate him the way that he wanted and you remember he got direction go dip in the Jordan River seven times and how many understand he almost died because he thought well why would I do that that's stupid well, that doesn't make any sense. I come all the way here and you're going to go tell me to dip in a dirty river? Why would I do that? Here's why. Because God said to do it. <laughs> and if God tells you to stand on your head, you giddy up on your head. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yeah. And the Lord had Jesus do some different things at different times. Again, that there, weren't, there wasn't precedent for. He couldn't go back to an Old Testament scripture and say, this is why I'm doing this. You know, making clay and putting it in people's eyes, spitting, touching their tongue, things like that. You know, and a, a lot, lot of stories that are out of the ordinary in the Bible. You know, taking the stick and putting it in the river and the axe head floats. Well, <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> well, what's up with that? I mean... Why do that? Well, when the Lord says to do something, you just do it. Because it works. So what if I don't? Then you'll be in bondage. Amen. Or let's, say, let's, put, let's put it this way. You won't enter a new level of freedom. Because there's more. If we want to get from the kiddie pool to the deep end, jumping off the diving board, then how many know... It's going to be by listening and obeying. It's going to be by letting the Spirit of God be Lord in our lives. He can say anything at any time of the day. No matter what my schedule is, what my plan is, He can tell me to do anything in church. And I'm going to listen. 
I'm going to let him be Lord. And people will enter new dimensions of freedom. Say, like what? Don't limit God with your own mind. Think, well, I would never do such and such. Well, then you're limiting the Lord. I remember uh, there's this young lady I knew years ago, and and uh, we were in church. We were having some wild services. Uh, when I say wild services, just real victory type services, dancing and shouting and and just getting happy, and and people would jump up and down, and and just just the spirit of God. I mean, I've seen I've seen that happen in the flesh, and I've seen it happen in the spirit. When God's moving, it's nice. <laughs> I mean, fun. <laughs> I mean, just wonderful, wonderful. And and this person I knew. Uh, she would always say, uh, I'm never going to do that. <laughs> she said, "She said you won't ever catch me dancing. <laughs> and uh, she doesn't know this, but <laughs> I found out later. She, this was when I was single, and she thought, uh, she thought more of me than I thought was going to happen. <laughs> and, but we were just friends, and I didn't, you know, I was dull to that. <laughs> Uh, and uh, but she did, here's what she does, what she didn't know she didn't know every time she told me that it totally turned me off I thought wow I would never want to be so, with someone like that and she and this was a nice person I was friends with her but I thought you know like in a marriage relationship I thought I would never want to be with someone like that who has the attitude I- I'm never going to do that I'm never going to act like that or I'm never going to dance or well, listen what are you talking about I thought Jesus was Lord, which really, in essence, mean in practicality, the Spirit is Lord in your life. Do I really want to be with someone who's telling me in advance, I'm not going to do what God says. If He moves on me to do this, I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> Amen. And then another side to, 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 to these kind of things is this. Sometimes people will take the attitude that I'll do whatever it is, I'll act a certain way. But if you ever see me doing that, it's going to be God. It's going to be all the Holy Spirit. Well, that's a misnomer. Because if God wanted to do it, He can do it by Himself. And you never even know about it. (laughs) But what He wants is not... For him to do it, he wants you to do it. He wants you to obey. You know, even when a person gets baptized in the Spirit and they speak with tongues. How many understand it's not all God? And if we got the attitude, well, when the Spirit of God really moves and when He's really on display and His glory is falling and great things are happening, it's all God. Actually, it's not. It's a cooperation between us and the Lord. And it's Him moving, and it's and him, him prompting, and us responding. And it's us taking initiative and Him responding. These things happen both ways. You say that I could get God to move? Absolutely you could. I mean, He is a moving kind of guy. <laughs> I mean, that's His very nature. I mean, he's, He likes to do things. He's a performer. He, he's a doer. He's one who acts. He's the miracle-working God. So if He initiates, good. If He doesn't, you do it. Amen. But someone's got to do something to get something going in life. Someone's got to do something to get out of the kiddie pool. Amen. Get moving. Get going. Amen.
And so again, like I said, when a, when a person speaks in, speaks in tongues, I had this idea. I know when I was first filled with the Spirit, when I first tried anyway, <laughs> answered an altar call in a church. I told you the story, some of you the story before. I kind of got tricked into it, but before I knew it, I was down there. They were praying for me. And uh, <laughs> at the same time, I, I did want it. I wanted to be filled with the Spirit. But I had no understanding at all. And they prayed, and I watched. And I looked at, there were some other people there, and they spoke, spoke in tongues. And I thought, oh, wonder why it's not working in me. And I've seen some other people uh, here do the same thing. You pray for them, and they look at you. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Well, I guess I know. <laughs> I did that too. <laughs> Makes it real uncomfortable for the prayer. <laughs> you pray, and they look at you. Uh, actually, this is kind of multiple multiple person involvement here (laughs) it's not just god's just going to make you god's just going to make you do it no he moves on you and you yield amen how many understand faith and believing keys to not faith and believe faith is believing faith (laughs) and yielding are two important keys to walking with God period being filled with the spirit you got to you have faith in other words you believe that he comes and fills you and you respond by speaking in another tongue Ooh, at the glory of God shows up glory to God but other things in our lives too we believe and we yield I believe that he is good I believe that he is great I believe that he's an awesome God so I magnify him so I act on that I don't just believe it. Just hold it in my I just believe that. Let it affect your actions, man. Get possessed <laughs> with God. So where what you believe comes out of your mouth. I praise you, Lord. I magnify you. I glorify you. Why? Man, you're good. I believe it. and I've got to show it. We understand we've been called to show forth the praises of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Amen. Oftentimes you find out what people have been storing up inside is, uh, you know, if you if they hurt enough, hammers do the trick. You know, ah. you know, they speak French. Well, something on the inside coming out. Just need a little push the button. Amen. But when we believe something, man, I know he's good. Man, I know he's great. I know he's my healer. I know he's my deliverer. I know he's the one who sets me free. What do I do? I act free. I act healed. I act well. I act like he's God in me and he's not just a, you know, little small person. You know, he's not just some small God. I act like he's God in me. He's strong and he's mighty. He's the greater one who lives in me. And by his spirit and by his grace, I overcome all things. And live like that. Amen. Live like I'm not alone. You you know, you find people, again, I'm talking Christians now, uh, who you can tell they don't have an awareness or a real strong belief or you know, belief is a conviction based upon hearing. Uh, they don't have a strong conviction of truth about God being in them. 
They'll pray. Get around the dinner table. Lord, we just pray that you'll be with us. <laughs> well, what are you doing? Don't you believe he's there? Don't you believe that he lives in you and he's always with you and he'll never leave you? No, they don't believe that. Why would you pray for him to be with you? See, and that's the kind of thinking, the mentality that we must get away from us. I know people who are, who've been praying to be healed in their body for years. And in one breath, you'll hear them make statements and quote scriptures, and you'll think, yeah, way to go. And then you wait a few minutes, and they'll say just the opposite. In one sense, they're saying, by his stripes I'm healed. You're saying, yeah, your body, that sickness is in trouble. <laughs> but then the next, you know, a little bit later, they're saying, God's going to do this one of these days. I'm just, uh, I'm just praying. Keep praying for me. And they call, i got to get on the prayer chains. Not if you believe you have it. You don't need no dumb prayer chain. Sorry about saying dumb and prayer chain in the same sentence. But, <laughs> but if I believe I have it, I don't need that. But going back and forth. That's it. What's that called in the Bible? You know what it's called? It's called wavering, being double-minded. It's what, it's what the word doubt means. It's going back and forth. It's a person of two opinions. I'm healed. I believe by his stripes I've got it. Yeah. Pray for me. Pray for me. Pray that God would complete my healing. Well, what about, what about over here by his stripes I'm partially whole? By his stripes, I got a little bit of it. Decide which one are you going to believe. The pro- problem is, though, is what keeps things away from people is they're not fully in agreement with the Lord, and they're going back and forth. Amen. Wow, this is kind of shotgun all of a sudden, isn't it? <laughs> Amen. But God does different things. You've got your Bible with you there still. Look over at he- Hebrews. book of Hebrews. Amen. This is a believer's meeting, so we don't have any rules. In the sense of you got to sing so many songs and then you got to do this. And No, we just, whatever seems, whatever seems good. We're just going to flow. Uh, and that's what these Wednesday nights are about, flow with the Spirit. So if we praise the whole time, good. If we teach the whole time, fine. Uh, if we stand up and shout and dance, fine. Everybody okay? Yeah. <laughs> uh, verse 1, Hebrews 1. God, who at what? Various times. Everybody say various. various. Don't say sundry. <laughs> we don't know what sundry means. <laughs> Various, that's what it means. Various times, any what? Various ways spoken times past to the fathers by the prophets. Notice how God did it in various ways. And it goes on to say in these last days he's spoken to us by his son. Various. Various. Look at chapter 2. Verse 4. God also bearing witness both with signs... And wonders with what? Various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit according to his own will. 
What kind? Various. Diverse. All right? He does things in different ways. There's different gifts. There's various kinds of miracles. There's different moves of the Spirit of God. Too many times, and in fact, look at 1 Corinthians 12 while we're talking. Too many times believers, because we've been trained a certain way, we've been brought up a certain way, we've only heard the Word of God from a certain point of view, we only know of one way or two ways that God moves. And we think, and sometimes if we see anything different than what, we've, what we know, we jump to the conclusion, oh, what is that? Well, that's not right. But he who answers the matter before he hears it, to him it is a folly and a shame. In other words, the fool speaks like that. Well, that's not right. The fool is quick to jump on the that's wrong bandwagon, whereas a wise person says, okay, let me think about this. Remember Paul, he ministered at a place. What was that place? What? Was that at Lystra? Well, anyway, he, he ministered at a place. Some of you know, know this. Uh, and the scripture says about the, the it was Berea. Berea. The, the, those people studied the scriptures. Yeah, every day. They studied the scriptures to see if what he was saying was right. And, and, and they were commended for that. I think we ought to still have that, that mindset. That I'm not, I don't mean I'm a, I become a gullible person where anything that's thrown out, I'm just going to snatch it and swallow it, never question anything, never analyze, never, uh, you know, never prove things out. No, uh, we're not to be gullible, but at the same time, we are to listen. And if something's different from what we've heard before or, or new in some way to us, just because it's new to you doesn't mean it's new, by the way. <laughs> but there have been a lot of things that have been new to me. But again, a wise person will take it and say, huh, all right. You don't have to commit to it. If what I'm saying here to some, you think, wow, I don't know about that. I'm not asking you to commit to it. I'm not asking you to jump in full. If, if you don't know, if you are honest about it and you genuinely say, huh, that's interesting, maybe. Well, good for you. Study it out. Don't leave it in a maybe zone because you'll end up maybe 10 years from now. And it won't ever have helped. But if you find answers, search the scriptures and see if these things are so. Praise God. I, I believe strong in, in, in judging things. You know, we're, we're supposed to judge prophecy, for example. If I prophesy to you and I say, hey, this is what the Spirit of God is saying to you. I, I'm, I'm pastor as well. I'm not just, I'm a prophesy and get out of town. <laughs> I want you to judge it. I want you to look at it and, and judge it by the word, number one. And secondly, you look inside and say, is that really what the Spirit of God is saying to me? Because I'm a human being. You are. We can make mistakes. All right? You don't elevate a person up to that standard of infallibility. Amen. And so anyone could miss it. And so if someone says something, me or someone else, you do judge it. That's not being disrespectful to them. Amen. You, you don't, you, if you judge something and you say, you come back to me and say, I don't believe that was God. That's, you're not hurting me by saying that. I'll, I will say, okay, I'm sorry. If, you, if, that, if that was really not God, I apologize for missing it. You know, but you need to do what the Lord says for you to do. Amen. Amen. So we prove all things as 
uh, Romans says, hold fast to that which is good. And uh, over here in 1 Corinthians 12, he, of course, he talks about the gifts of the Spirit here. Look in verse 10. says, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another, what's that next word? <laughs> Would you guys start using the right translation? I've got the one Paul and Jesus used. It's good enough for them, good enough for me. <laughs> All right, different. All right, I'm reading the New King James in case you're wondering. Because uh, God's doing new things, right? <laughs> All right, different, various, diverse kinds of tongues. What, what do you mean? There's different languages. There's different kinds of tongues. Paul in the next chapters spoke about tongues of men and angels. There are various words and different languages that God moves in. Why am I reading these scriptures? I, I believe it would help us, and this is all back to uh, the context of the very first scripture that we read. But we need to understand that God does things in different ways. He's very diverse. All right? He is, very, he is very multifaceted. You have not got him figured out to where you can just see him and, you know, he's, he's just He's big. He is mighty. And he is wise beyond your understanding. And like we quoted earlier, he does exceeding abundantly above all you could ever ask or think. That means he moves outside of our minds. Amen. And this is good news because uh, I'm telling you, He can show us and He can teach us, but we've got to get to the place where we trust Him before we fully comprehend it. And if He moves on you to do something, what? You want me to? Why? Do it and then ask why. Get to the place where you recognize His voice. You recognize His leadings and then ask why. Say, what if I mess up? You probably will. (laughs) Are you going to be the very first person to never make a mistake? (laughs) Probably not. But where the Spirit of the Lord is Lord, there's freedom. And again, I want to come back to this. He wants to lead every single one of His children out of things that bind. Out of things that limit, that hinder, that are a bondage to you. He could lead you to stop eating a particular food. And you might think, well, what's wrong with this? There's nothing, no big deal. I'm not out here to answer the question, what's wrong with that? I just know if he tells you not to eat it, it must be bad for you. Don't make a book. <laughs> Don't go tell all your family and friends you can't eat what's, you know, whatever it is. Because then you're getting into legalism and you're getting into bondage. And the Bible prophesied about you too then. <laughs> you know, people... Giving dietary laws in the last days. Don't become that person. Just obey the Lord for you. Amen. Amen. So, you know, the Lord Lord told me I need to go exercise. Then exercise. Don't make everyone else feel guilty if they're not. You didn't become the exercise police now. You just do what you're supposed to do. Amen. I remember our friend... Our friend Robert Scales, he, he said, I don't know if he said it when he was here. He said after he got saved, it was a little while, uh, um, the Lord told him, because he used to watch the soap opera. I forget which one he said. Days of Our Lives or something like that. 
And uh, he said, he wasn't even saved very long. The Lord told him, it makes me sad when you watch that. So what did he do? He stopped watching it. I've never seen him get on a soapbox, and now that's the thrust of his ministry. <laughs> I'm here. The Lord has called me to get Christians to stop watching soap operas. <laughs> he just did what he was supposed to do. Why? It was restricting him. It was holding him back. And as the Lord, you know, I'm not, I'm not there to judge what the Lord said. But the Lord said it made him sad. So, hey, what does he need to do? Don't stop making the Lord sad. But freedom, I remember Brother Hagin years ago, he, he would tell us uh, uh, that he wouldn't be in, I forget the terminology he used, wouldn't be in, in bondage or have anything be a crutch in his life, so he wouldn't even have an alarm clock. He said, I don't want to be limited to anything. He said, one time I woke up in the middle of the night, and he couldn't see, and he, he wondered what time it was. And, 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 uh, and just like that, the Lord on the inside told him what time it was. He turned on the light and looked, and it was exactly that time. He said, I've trained myself trained my spirit to, uh, you know, to be sensitive to those type of things. And so he would never, he didn't want to be limited to an alarm clock. So if he didn't have the alarm clock, he couldn't get up on time or something. He just trained himself to wake up whenever he decided. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know about that. Well, don't be judging him right. or me for telling the story. <laughs> <laughs> you can just say, well, I don't know about that. But hey, there might be answers to you there. There might be. I mean, in principle, whether, I'm not telling you to get rid of your alarm clock. <laughs> the Bible doesn't say, <laughs> thou shalt not have alarm clock. But I'm telling you, the Lord will lead you personally. Personally, to do things different in your life. He'll lead you personally when we get together at church to do things different. Sometimes it'll be uncomfortable. I remember uh, when I was in my late teens... This was uncomfortable for me. It was, because I was full of pride and all kinds of stuff. It was, what what do you mean? Lifting up your hands? Yeah, in church. Worshiping God and lifting up my hands. I would sing the songs. I was good with that. (laughs) Could sing this. I could sing out of the hymnal. I could sing off the screen. Uh, You know, they didn't have these kind of screens back then, but. Uh, I could do that. But what happened? The Spirit of the Lord led me to put my hands in the air. And there was a mm, inside of me. And I wanted to. And my head said, you know, it's, it's stupid. I know it's carnal and totally kid pool. Uh, but, uh, but I'm thinking, what about everyone else? People are watching me. And, and uh, what about my dignity? And, or whatever. Man. Shut up. I would totally not be where I'm at today if I couldn't lift my hands and praise God. Ah. And the Lord will lead you. Say, would he, you saying he would tell me to do I know he would tell you to do that. I've got Bible verse and firsthand experience. If he hadn't told you yet, it's only a matter of time. Actually, to tell you the truth about it, he might be telling you right now. What's it going to do for you? You're going to get a little deeper. 
you're going to get a little bit freer. I mean, think about it. How am I ever going to do anything great in my life and really have God use me and, and, and move in my life if I can't, among the saints, boldly declare who He is, that He is mighty, that He is awesome, and I'm not ashamed to let, him, let the people know. Come on now. Someone say, well, I have a, I don't know if that's in the Word. Well, if that's l- truly where you're at, then your heart is probably right, but search it out. Yes, sir. So I'm not sure God would sell a person to do that. If you're honestly saying that, fine, search it out. You know, just take my word for it. But I am telling you, the Lord will lead you at times to do things that you've never done before. He'll lead you to act in such a way that's different. He's diverse. Yes. He's diverse. He has various ways of moving. Amen. Thank you, Lord. He's here tonight. Why? I tell you one thing that happens when he's here. People get free. Amen. Just giving giving your attention to him and looking to him, not having an agenda, not having a preconceived thought. It has to be this way. Uh, there's there's times when that's really they're just the right way to operate. Yeah. It, there, what happens, freedom is in our life because we're giving Him freedom to move. We're giving Him a free place. We're not, say, operate between these lines. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, it seems like God's so gracious and merciful. If we give Him this, He'll operate in that. <laughs> you know, He'll move a little bit. He'll do a little bit in your life. He, he loves us so much. But if we widen that and say, Lord, operate in this. Oh, he's getting excited now. Seriously, we take that attitude. Of, we take this approach. Lord, doing me. Lord, have your way. I'm just, I'm just a yielded vessel. Maybe it's not about you. Maybe it's about somebody else. We should just widen it and say, whatever, Lord. Whatever, Lord. Let's do it. The Lord moves in various and diverse ways. And taking the lid off. Man, you can open up a can of Holy Ghost worms. <laughs> yeah. You might end up you might end up actually different. <laughs> you might actually end up looking possessed by the Spirit of God. Amen. We're actually live a spirit filled life instead of just have spirit filled theology. Amen. How many know we need both? We do. We need to think right. We need to be taught in the Word right, but then we need to live like this is a reality. Amen. Live like God actually speaks to people. Live like miracles are to be normal in the believer's life. Yeah. You remember Acts 19 where Paul worked unusual miracles. Remember? Those are the words. He worked unusual miracles. You don't say unusual unless there's usual ones. In other words, there were usual miracles. You know, just garden variety, normal. Every day we've got them going on, miracles. And then sometimes when you're walking with the Lord, there's some out there ones. Amen? Remember one day Peter was walking by, and there was a good sunshine out. He had a good long shadow, and everyone whose shadow touched got healed. (laughs) Isn't that cool? Well, we don't have a promise about shadows. I don't really just go around trying to do that. 
Let's see if, let's see if I can get the shadow thing going. We're going to have a shadow service. Uh, no, but when you're walking with God, you'll find the, that he'll move in normal ways, normal supernatural ways. And then sometimes there'll be things that are out of the ordinary. What? You want me to run around the church and take a lap? <laughs> I know a guy who got, his, who got his ear, he was deaf in one ear, and it popped open because he ran around the church. I said, what in the world does running around a church have to do with being healed in your deaf ear? It's called obeying God. Taking a step of faith. Amen. Someone said, I don't really, I don't really like that. Well, do you like hearing? People go to all kinds of weird lengths to, you know, in medical procedures, and they sit in the doctor's office for hours. I thought I had an appointment, man. <laughs> and they do all, and spend gazillions of dollars and take weird pills that have 45 side effects, you know, <laughs> death being one of them. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Just to get rid of the condition, and God says, I want you to run. <laughs> I want you to, whatever, I want you to shout i want you to do something i want you to get out of your comfort zone and praise me oh no that's not me fine take the stupid pill then <laughs> now what i'm not saying is running is is the solution everybody run you get everybody get healed i'm saying god wants to work with us see let, watch the old testament said it's it's the anointing that destroys the yoke yeah. what is that that's the power of the spirit when the Spirit of God gets moving, it's the anointing that destroys. That's why uh, sometimes I just have it in my heart to lay hands on people. That's one way to transfer the anointing. It is. And sometimes when I get around people, it seems like phew, something's happening. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you can tell it uh, sometimes. Uh, not just about me, but when the Spirit of God is moving through me, sometimes it almost gets to a point where it radiates. And it's like, I want it to go out like a mile. That would be great. <laughs> but seriously, he gets it, he's in you, and it's like someone else gets in that circle, and you, and you, it's like, you can tell. God's moving in their life now. God's moving in them. Sometimes you get word of knowledge and word of wisdom about, about a different people. I believe this is just going to increase and increase and increase. We're going to see more and more. But watch again. It's the anointing that destroys the yoke. When does the anointing destroy the yoke? The anointing is the Spirit. It really originates from a person, the power of the Spirit. When can the anointing break a yoke? When the Spirit is allowed to be Lord. When He is allowed to take the place of directing us. He speaks and we act, we move. When we act on what the Spirit says, anointing is released. Absolutely. That's why sometimes you prophesy. An anointing will just be released all over. I mean, it's like when someone, you ever, you ever heard someone, you ever heard someone prophesy without the anointing? Really pushing them that way. I mean, literally, I mean, it felt like pushing them. And he really wanted people to dance. Uh, and it's scriptural. It's not like the principle was wrong, but he really wanted people to dance. So he would just kind of pressure them. And I'm watching, and uh, this was before this. <laughs> I wouldn't go in there for a second. <laughs> and so, anyway, he would 
pressure and and you know and he would he would jump up and down and I would just remember and I couldn't explain it back then I couldn't have taught it I I, I didn't know I just remember always looking back thinking oh it always turned me off it was always something like that doesn't seem right I'm not judging the guy's heart he really wanted people to experience probably something that he had experienced he probably had some wonderful times of worship on his own, and he got into church, and people were standing there, and, and you know, if someone had their arms folded, he would go and kind of look at them, <laughs> and uh, just really, uh, you know, trying to put pressure on them to, to do something. Now, should they do something? They probably should do something, but uh, he was trying to make them, and so, you know, some people would dance a little bit, and they'd, you know, <laughs> they'd do a little... You know, I can't hardly do that. But uh, they do their little bunny hop, and, and, uh, and it was flat. It was flat. And so I kind of had a negative mindset towards it. Like, ew. You know, I, yeah, I see those scriptures, you know, the Psalms and stuff, and but blah. Because that's what I had witnessed. How many understand what if everyone's, if, if anyone says, I'm a Christian, follow me, and, and their life is a mess? And they're depressed, and they're, you know, they're just, it's like, uh, no, I don't want to be like that. We've got to have some good examples of Christians. I don't, mean you, I don't mean you're disqualified if you're going through a trial, but, you know, we have faith in the middle of it. You know, we have answers with victory. We have a smile on our face, and we're trusting God, okay? And uh, we've got to have a good example of, a, of a, what a Christian looks like. And, and anyway, it, it, was, it was a few years later when I got around some stuff, and I saw it different. And I saw what we might call a believer's meeting, Holy Ghost meeting, and people got excited and jumped and danced. And I thought, this is different. And the Spirit of God would move on people. And I'd see people go, just, wow. And they just, and I thought, there's cause something inside of me, again, I'm analyzing, going, something inside of me said, this is good. I want this. My head said, you're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> planted on the rock, planted on the ground, just like a tree planted by the rivers of life. <laughs> I shall not be moved. <laughs> but something inside of me said, "Man, that, there's that's God there." I recognized the anointing. I recognized the Spirit of God that He would actually move on someone to not be stiff, and they, people could get happy and excited and laugh and, and jump and shout in church and and and, and dance and, and and in church. And it was good. And it took me a little while. I saw it a couple times. And, you know, I don't know how many times I, I was around it. But I thought, you know, this is God. I'm, I'm all about this now. <laughs> and, and finally, when I took a step of faith, I tell you what, the Spirit of God came all over me. I thought, wow, I like this a lot. <laughs> what? I just liked having Him so manifest on me. I thought, I'll do whatever. I mean, I'm not talking about doing stuff that's unscriptural, being weird and you know, there are various and, and diverse doctrines out there, too, we want to avoid. But I am talking about letting the Spirit of God have a free reign in your life. Amen. And every time we act, that's when, praise God, the anointing is released. Praise God. Amen. I, you know, I want to share you one, one more scripture with you. I know we're running out of, out of daylight here. Can I show you one more? 
You just don't want to resist the Spirit, huh? You're thinking, what, what if this is God? First Peter chapter 3. First Peter 3 and verse 15. 315. It says, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. And always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. First part of that. Sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. I mean, understand, most of these books are written to Christians. Telling believers you need to sanctify the Lord. Now, sometimes people think sanctify, that means clean. Well, the Lord's not dirty. What it means is to set apart the Lord in your heart. Does anybody have an Amplified Bible? You, both of you got one? You're closer. It says, uh, but in your hearts set Christ apart as holy and acknowledge Him as Lord. Isn't that good? This is written to believers. What should a believer do? They should they, they should uh, acknowledge, they, they should set apart Christ as holy and acknowledge Him as Lord. Well, we did do that when we got saved. We confessed the Lordship of Jesus. Apparently, there's something that in believers' lives slips. And we forget, maybe, that we laid it all down. And we gave it all up. And we gave Him complete right to rule in our lives. He said, you give the Lord a special place. You set Him apart in your heart. You give Him a place that no one else can hold. Listen, is there anyone else in your heart? You don't have to answer out loud if you don't want, but, you know, if you think I'm tricking you. Is there anyone else in your heart? There is with me. I have others in my heart. But what is wrong is if a person allows the others and the Lord to be in equal footing. Okay? We do have, I have you in my heart as a church. I have my family definitely in my heart. Very valuable and precious. But there is some, there's a place that can be held by no one but the Lord. I need to separate him in my heart and hold him in a certain place where he has rights to me that nobody else does. He has the right to speak and direct and order my life more than anybody else. No one else can take that place. Amen. Sanctify the Lord in your heart. Let the Spirit be Lord. Amen. And freedom comes and liberty comes. 